Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. The Supreme Court denied Donald Trump's request to review a lower court's ruling barring a special master to look at the documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. This is the same special master who refused to do exactly what Trump wanted. Now they ruled Lindsey Graham has to testify as to what he knew about efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. You have to feel sorry for Trump's legal team. It's a living hell. It must be like being Jamal Khashoggi as you're being cut apart by the bone saw and the perpetrator doesn't realize that you aren't quite dead. <laughs> During the Pennsylvania Senate debate, Republican candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz said that decisions on a woman's health care should be made by a woman, her doctor, and a local elected official. Keeping that in mind and considering that I live in a Republican county, I can think of a number of my local elected officials who I want to clean up after my next colonoscopy. 
Ted Cruz was booed by Yankee fans while watching the Houston Astros win the American League Championship and go to the World Series. Another reason I hate Ted Cruz. He makes me cheer for Yankees fans. <laughs> Florida Congressman Matt Gates has been traveling around the country attending fundraisers. I have a lot of questions for any candidate who thinks it's a good idea to have Matt Gates at your fundraiser. The number one question being, how young did his date look? <laughs> like, I wouldn't invite Matt Gates anywhere. I wouldn't invite anyone who would get a young girl into a swimming pool, expose himself, and try to convince her he's going to turn it into a pool noodle. <laughs> My district's congressman, Andy Harris, complained about the price of Halloween candy going up uh, as opposed to last year. Yes, but that means cases of diabetes will go down. See, depending on your perspective, we're actually doing great. <laughs> the New York Post announced that it was hacked. They could tell when their stories started printing the truth. <laughs> Trump supporting author Nick Adams said that if he was an NFL coach, then his playbook would be the Bible. I would look forward to watching him and his team get stoned to death for working on Sundays. <laughs> Bonus points if the team that Nick's Adams coaches is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Conservative activist Alex Stein was spat on by a female protester during a visit to Penn State. It's the first time any woman has willingly give Alex Stein any fluids. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Adidas has severed business ties with Kanye West. Basically, Adidas went from yay to nah. <laughs> Chris D'Elia's new comedy tour is called Don't Push Me, named presumably after what his dates used to tell him. <laughs> In a promotional piece, uh, Chris D'Elia was photographed posing next to what looks like high school lockers. Kind of creepy, but to be fair, he was probably just waiting for his groupies. And now, let's start the show. Please welcome Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Devine Kerr. Hey. Hey, Tom. Oh, hey, Tom. So I had a, a very interesting start uh, to the week. You know, I, I have an aging cat, as some of you know. So I had to go ahead and take him uh, to the vet because he was having a slew of problems. Turned out, um, turned out he was constipated, so... Like the vet had to go ahead and take him, give him an anesthesia and scoop out his bowels and then do a bunch Aww. of other checkups and things on him. So, so it, it's, it, it's sort of like fitting that like the week before I have to do a really big show like this one that, um, that, you know, I have to fork over like $400 basically. So my cat can take a dump at the vet. Like I should, <laughs> I should be lucky to have someone like treat me like that. Like this cat's got the world on a string at this point. <laughs> That's love. This is uh, going to be a special extended episode of Tom Myers versus the rest of the world in which we're going to be discussing the midterms. And in the course of putting together this episode, it was brought up that maybe I should have a Trump supporter on this particular episode, because in this person's words, it would be one hell of a show. I agree but I'd prefer to keep the hell portion of that proposal out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, you know, the last couple uh, years we've been doing this podcast, we've been talking about the various ways that uh, a, a lot of the, uh, the Trump folks haven't really gone away, despite the fact that he's left the White House. And, you know, they're telling us, 
like, you know, oh, we need to get over, we need to get over Donald Trump. You know, he's not president anymore. But I'm like, you know, he's he's still like inserting himself into the into the public discourse. Like he's still, and you know, people who are running sort of on his on his name, on his ticket, they're basically advocating the same things as as he was. Up even up to and including like just denying holding elections. Yeah, either they're full-blown Trump supporters running for office in fealty to him, or they are in some degree agreeing with his policies, but they're trying to tread a fine line between uh, traditional Republican politics and MAGA world. But there's no such thing as just being uh, a traditional Republican as we saw from Liz Cheney and her loss in the primary. You have to at least, to some degree, be an election denier and a, to some degree be a Trump supporter or you're not going to get elected. Do you know what everyone's doing to prepare for November 9 when the right-wing candidates, they refuse to concede their, <laughs> their loss? Like, are they going to plan anything for this? Yeah, that, that tells you how far we've come or how low we've gotten that that's a big topic of discussion. Yeah. Are people going to accept the results? And we right. saw, saw on the day that we're taping this that, that Bannon was encouraging the soon to be outgoing president of Brazil not to uh, accept the results. They're sowing chaos throughout the world mm -hmm. and saying voting is for suckers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even here in the state of Maryland, during the debate, Cox would not answer the question, will you accept the results? I mean, come on, then what's the point of voting? It's ridiculous. It's I don't think they've thought that far, though. I mean, that's that that's I mean, if you want to look into their mental state, I mean, you know, well. cognitive thought isn't exactly <laughs> their their strong suit. And yeah. I should say it was also reported, you know, the day that we're recording this, that uh, Bolsonaro, I think it was the losing candidate in uh, in Brazil, well, the losing incumbent, rather. He's preparing, he's helping to prepare the, the transition. So I think maybe he's seen a little of what's happened in this country over the past couple of years and mm -hmm. thought, fuck no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need an insurrection there, you know. He's, he's doing what uh, the former guy did which is not conceding, but uh, but letting the next administration uh, start their transition. And reluctantly, and remember it took him uh, two months, took him to December for the former guy to do that. Well, Lacerros at least is doing that now. Mm. Ohio Democratic Senate candidate Tim Ryan got in trouble for using a House speech in a Senate campaign ad. If he had appeared shirtless wearing war paint, animal pelts, and horns, then his opponents would have had no objections. Any conservative who complains that elected officials, debate moderators, or media outlets are inherently liberal have never watched an actual election, debate, or legitimate news outlet. Case in point, here is how Joy Hoffmeister, the Democrat running for governor of Oklahoma, is condescendingly addressed when she brings up actual crime statistics in her debate with the incumbent Republican Kevin Stitt. Well, let me say this real quick. We're talking about Lawrence Anderson, who was redocketed in error by the Pardon and Parole Board. This matter That's was right. investigated by the Oklahoma County Grand Jury. 
they allege that there was improper influence. I don't know about that matter. What is your understanding of why Lawrence Anderson got redocketed and then got commuted? You know, there's thousands and thousands of people and that are that are currently in prison, and they're going to be getting out this year. Uh, that have got certain sentences, and the Pardon and Parole Board goes through those the best they can. There's five people on that board, and they recommend for some people to get released. And sometimes bad things happen, and with thousands of people every year. The other thing is just throwing away the key and locking every single person up for good. That's not the solution either, uh, Superintendent. And so things are going to happen. And for you to take that type of shot and bring those wounds back up and try to make those families out there think that that was somehow uh, I was responsible or the five people on the pardon and parole board, uh, they absolutely would change their vote and make a different decision if we knew that that person was going to kill someone. Everybody out there knows that. We all know that you're just trying to make political points. That's disgusting. 30 seconds, Superintendent. Yes. Real quick, let's, let's keep the applause down. Thank so you. So let's talk about the facts. The fact is, the rates of violent crime are higher in Oklahoma under true. your watch than it's in New true. York and California. That's a fact. Well, we'll have that oh fact checked gosh. by the Frontier <laughs> Superintendent. It's also a fact that medical Hang on, marijuana... Oklahomans, do you believe we have higher crime than New York or California? That's what she just said. Safety and security is my top priority and it will be as governor i mean like any conservative or like conservative outlet who wants to go ahead and blame you know the liberal media like their bias and all i mean it's clearly they they ignore that clip i mean you have debate moderators who are just you know shutting down any any attempt at uh at fact checking i mean it might be just because it's a governor's race and you know, ruby red Oklahoma, and they figure, you know, the Democrat has no shot at winning. But I mean, still, that's I, I just found that clip very disturbing. You should, because Joy Hoffmeister is in a close election and she's there with facts and he's there with a campaign generality. Do you believe that Oklahoma could have more crime than New York? Well, not the no exact number, but but by the uh, but by per capita, sure, it's possible. And she had the statistics, and the moderator didn't have anything to to uh, rebut it or support her. Her claim. Bad things happen. Bad things happen. Yeah. So, and that's that's also exactly what she what he said. Whoops. So what if someone was let out and killed someone? So what <laughs> if someone's incarcerated for too long? We can't be perfect. You're the governor and you're responsible. You you overly tall piece of crap. How dare you rehash all these wounds from these poor families, putting on blame and all about belief. This is, yeah, yeah. Well, what about facts? <laughs> and she's, it's a close election. She said, I'm fiscally, fiscally conservative. I'm aggressively moderate. Always have been. So she may not be the exact Democrat that some of us want, but she's the best we're going to see in Oklahoma. And I certainly hope that she beats that that uh, mannequin in the governor's office. I think at last check of the polls, she did have somewhat of a slight advantage where, I mean, it, if I mean, this just may be an outlier. This just may be an anomaly. But, you know, in a like I said, in a, in a 
in a state where Donald Trump won every single county, I, last time I checked in, in 2016 and in 2020, that's not exactly a small feat. This year, after twice nominating a moderate like Larry Hogan, Maryland Republicans decided to go full tilt and nominate election denier Dan Cox as their party's nominee for governor. Cox is the perfect name, as if he's elected, then Maryland is basically fucked. <laughs> Even in a blue state like Maryland, it is possible for a fringe candidate to be nominated by one of the two major parties for statewide political office. In this video from 2012, we see Republican candidate for Attorney General Michael Perutka addressing the League of the South. So the presuppositions of American law and government are really what we teach an institute on the Constitution because we need to reinvigorate the culture with this understanding and return to it. Whether that takes the place of reform, which, which, uh, um, uh, which Dr. Hill has said is, is very unlikely or impossible, or, and, and, but whether it, whether it does or not, even if, if you secede, then what are you going to do? You need to secede, and then you need to have the biblical understanding of law and government and make the applications. So we still, are, we still need to, to take the biblical view of law and government into account, whether, no matter what the outcome uh, is with respect to uh, the, the crumbling of the current regime. So, so this, this view, I don't want, I'm saying that because I don't want people from League of the South to, for one minute, think that I'm about reforming the current regime, or the and studying the Constitution is about informing the regime. I, like many of you, and like Patrick Henry, uh, probably have come to the conclusion that 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 we smell the rat, smell the rat from the beginning. Attorney General in Maryland. Stand for the national anthem, Dixieland. And that's one of those moments where it's like you see the speaker and you see the guitar on stage with the speaker and you think to yourself, please don't pick up that guitar and play it. Please don't pick up that guitar and play it. <laughs> and then, ah, damn it. <laughs> I, if you told me, Tom, watch this tape and then guess what state it's from. I might have gotten to Maryland around 40. I would have guessed 39 other states before I got to the state of my residence. Well, I don't <laughs> think this was actually in Maryland, but I mean, he has, I mean, he uh, was a perennial candidate. Right. Uh, he, yeah, he ran for the uh, Constitution Party for president in 2004. He was elected as a Republican to, uh, I think, a county council in Anne Arundel County in 2014. And then now uh, he's he's a, a Confederate sympathizer. That's how he's known. And he's going up against an African-American uh, candidate for the uh, top law enforcement job in the state of Maryland. It's scary because his song is catchy. It sounds like the jingle nationwide is on your side. <laughs> Well, Jamaica, we, we know we know whose side they'd be on. That's scary. <laughs> that, that's why I said it. It's it's terrifying. 
And I thought it was perfect. I know this is a video, but, you know, when he was singing Dixieland, like, I'm sure it was an accident, but it was fitting that during that song, the hidden camera that was filming him was was blocked by a big guy in a white shirt. So it was like (laughs) a giant white sheet is covering the camera. I mean, it was very bizarre. Of course, we can always trust one voice to give us the true Democratic agenda. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. In this video from her <laughs> In this video from her social media, she explains what she feels the president is doing in order to ensure his party remains in power after the midterms. You want to know what the most calls I've gotten this week are? The most calls I've gotten this week from my district and from other people across the country is this one. Impeach Joe Biden. They're calling and telling me, impeach Joe Biden, and they're thrilled with the fact that I was on Tucker Carlson's show last week saying I'm introducing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden again because he's selling our strategic petroleum reserves to foreign countries all over the world, and the biggest one is China. Joe Biden is selling our emergency oil reserves to China so that he can lower the gas prices for November 8th, and they can hopefully win Democratic seats. I mean, even if true, like, (laughs) even if that was true, lowering the gas prices, that would be, that would be kind of a good thing last time I checked. So, so, you know, they're, they're asking him, hey, why don't you lower the gas prices? So he's found this great plan. That's total bullshit. He does it. There's just no pleasing some people. Yeah. I'm not upset to when gas prices go up. All of us are. But there are other issues. And we keep hearing, well, that's what's driving, no pun intended, uh, (laughs) the the election. And it's more important to focus on a woman's reproductive rights, the war in Ukraine, uh, the anti-Semitism in America, uh, racial prejudice, you're paying 10 cents a gallon more. It'll go down. And if you want to blame somebody, then look to the heads of the major oil companies who are making bazillions of dollars. Excuse me for, for getting too technical with the financials there. Bazillions <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> and and they're hoping that, uh, that things change in November. So that's why gas prices went up. Let's focus on a woman's reproductive rights before we, we worry about paying an extra 10 cents per gallon at the pump. I, I just, sometimes I just have no words, you know? And, and, and believe me, anyone who's known me my entire life would say, how can Michelle have no words ever? You know? <laughs> but I, I never thought I would get to this point that I've been in for the last, you know, what's it been now, six years? You know when it started for me? It started when I woke up on election night um, in 2016 and my husband was still up and it was like 1.30 in the morning and I said, did she win? And he said, mm-hmm. no. And I said, what? And we were up the rest of the night watching TV. And ever since then, it has just been... I, I just, you know, I, I don't even say anymore, how can it get worse? Because that's like tempting the gods. Oh, oh yeah, don't. I'm knocking on wood right now. You, you know? just scared me. Don't, don't no, ask no me I don't say that. What in God's are... name are you doing on this show then? I mean, that's all we talk about. <laughs> but you find this stuff, Tom, and I just go, 
what? Like if it, 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 it some of it's just stuff I haven't seen and I just, ugh. Listen, other, other quote unquote comedy podcasts, they, they exploit conspiracy theories and they go ahead and have a serious policy discussion about them. You know, we're the only quote unquote comedy podcast that says, Hey, these people are fucking idiots. And then we move on. (laughs) If I'm ever lonely and I want company, all I have to do is get a job as an election official and swear (laughs) that any election that Donald Trump loses is not stolen. This will be the first election following the tumultuous few days between the actual election day and Joe Biden being rejected the next president by the major networks. This means conservative voters will be taking matters into their own hands in terms of ballot drop box security. In this clip, a local reporter interviews two Arizonans tasked with watching said drop boxes. We're, we're just out here watching boxes. We uh, don't make any kind of statement or anything. I'd like to uh, get in the sun tan, getting some vitamin D. So you're getting vitamin D or you're watching the drop boxes? Both, yeah. Uh, has anyone responded to you driving through? Has anyone said anything? Um, before I say any more, I need to call somebody. Okay. So. Um, who, who are you going to call? Give me just a minute. Okay. What organization are you with? It's Clean Elections USA. Clean Elections USA. Okay. Uh, have you been talking to anyone down there? No. Okay. I'm not allowed to talk to anybody. Uh, actually, actually, I'd like to talk to them before I talk to you. Or okay. That's fine. Right. What's your name? Uh, Nicole with ABC 15. Oh. Are you with Clean Elections USA too, or are you with someone else? I'm not supposed to be having a discussion with anybody about anything. I'm just here. You're just Getting, here. Taking in the vitamin D. And you're recording, it looks like. The vitamin D flying into my body. <laughs> you're recording <laughs> vitamin D flying into your body. Okay. That's so okay. are you recording the, the drop boxes then? I'm really not able to comment. Okay. But thank you. Um, so what exactly are you doing out here then? I'm not able to comment. Okay. Has anyone been reacting to you, talking to you? I'm not able to comment. Is there a reason why not? Like, who told you that you can't comment? I'm not able to comment. Okay. Can't comment on anything. Okay, how long have you been out here? I'm not able to comment. Okay, see, we got the camera, we got the pizza. It's my luck whenever I run into people like that, they do nothing but make comments. It's like, where, where are those people when I actually need them? Mm-hmm. What was the reporter doing there other than talking to these idiots instead of asking probing questions about whether or not they are interfering with elections, whether they're there to intimidate people from exactly. exercising their rights. Jeff, they can't comment on it. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just catching rays. That's creepy. That is just creepy. I would be so angry if I were putting my vote in a drop box and someone was videotaping me. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, you know. Semi-fascist stuff. Well, I was gonna say it can't, it can't be invasion of privacy because technically you're out in public, but still it's just downright creepy. Does that box have rights? Can you file a restraining order against people? (laughs) 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. When they said, who are you going to call? I wish there were somebody screamed Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Like such a missed opportunity, you know. <laughs> that answer would have made more sense. <laughs> I have to call someone. What do you mean you have to call someone? They didn't think that whatever group they're with, they didn't think that media was going to show up or that the cops would show up. I mean, what, you know, somebody's going to see them and call somebody about it. Wait, I have <laughs> to make a phone call before I talk to you. Uh, that, um, I'm not going to say it. While wearing crazy. brightly God. colored clothing in the desert. No one's going to see that. Yeah. <laughs> if the emergence of Truth Social and the excitement of incels at the purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk shows us, <laughs> right-wing so-called comics aren't funny. We can only surmise that one of them wrote a line for GOP gubernatorial Carrie Lake of Arizona in this video excerpt. All right, I'm going to tell you a little bit. I just got to spend time with him. Love the guy. Fantastic. He is gutsy. The guy has bigger... Okay. <laughs> Wait, let me think about how I want to word this. My staff always says, whatever you do, do not say balls. So I'm not going to say it. That guy... <laughs> has a backbone made of steel. I'll tell you what he's got. I don't know if you heard of this, but he's got BDE. Anybody know what that means? Ask your kids about it later. I call it Big DeSantis Energy. He's got the same kind of BDE that President Trump has. And frankly, he has the same kind of BDE that we want all of our elected leaders to have. She sounds like those comics that do a clean show for the first time. It's like, and I didn't say balls. <laughs> what is what is it with Republican women who are running for office and sleeveless shirts? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not objectifying, <laughs> but, but between her and uh, for the folks uh, not watching on the video feed, uh, there, there is that was a joke. Uh, Carrie like had a uh, sleeveless uh, blouse. And earlier we saw MTG with a sleeveless blouse. They worked their shirts off. So so we know that they're not working on policies to help their constituents. They're just working on their uh, biceps and triceps. (laughs) Well, you know, I think Biden put a tax on sleeves. So... (laughs) That's, that's, that's what the thing is. So they all the cut their sleeves off it's crazy. Also, they right? want to show that they have nothing up their sleeves, you know? Uh. <laughs> to sum up this first half of our episode, recently a typo in a closed caption during a Madrid soccer game said that a player was given a red card for homosexuality. What they didn't say is that they were airing a game that was played in the 1950s. But was it a typo? Or was it a sign of things to come? Are we, as a nation, going to go the way of Coach Joe Kennedy, the high school football coach who encouraged his players to pray on the field? I see this as a violation of church and state. The Supreme Court disagreed, only chastising the coach, saying that while he was praying, he should have been heavily armed. I don't have disdain for Coach Kennedy. No. In fact, I want to pray myself. 
I pray that when Coach Kennedy brings his players to pray on the football field, he and his players accidentally face Mecca. One thing we know for sure is that thanks to this right word trend, coaches are now allowed to lead prayer in schools. The only benefit is that they can pray that God reach down, pick up the next school shooter, and move him far away from the building. Or if they're feeling very generous, they can just pray that God strike them down with lightning. Not to be outdone, Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, the first person whose tweets actually shatter my eardrums, attempted to stymie the efforts to get this country off fossil fuels and non-domestic sources of fuel. In a fit of temporary insanity, also known as her entire life, Lauren Boebert recently asked liberals if they knew what the stuff was that charges electric car batteries. Oh, oh, I know. How about the same stuff they used to give her electroshock therapy? (laughs) Or the stuff that people wanted to use on her husband after he exposed himself in front of their kids. And that is a great way to go ahead and end this uh, first half of this episode. (laughs) It is tempting to want to do what they used to do in the 1800s to politicians they don't like by running them out on the rails, which explains why Republicans want so desperately to defund Amtrak. Car dealerships regularly contribute to Republican candidates over Democratic candidates by a large margin. With their financial support to the GOP, those dealerships are honoring a tradition started by Henry Ford, openly supporting Nazis. (laughs) Joining us in the second half of this episode to discuss the upcoming midterms, please welcome Casey McNeil. Howdy, everybody. Casey, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining all of us. Glad to be here, I think. <laughs> well, uh, Casey, why don't you tell us what you think of the uh, of the upcoming midterms so far? Midterm elections. They suck. I I don't. I hate the vitriol. I I live I live in a household with my elderly in laws, and my father in law starts his day at seven in the morning with conservative AM radio. And he listens to it until they're not broadcasting anymore about noon. And then he switches to Fox News on television and watches that until 1030 at night. And I listen to this shit all day long. And I'm just here to tell you Republicans are out of their fucking minds. (laughs) In other words, you're like one of those, the the rarity where you're welcoming, you'd welcome the opportunity to have like any millennial aged kids live with you, I imagine. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't let millennial aged children live with me because I live with my parents. So (laughs) 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 they can find, they have to find their own. Yeah. I don't know why people think when you get older, you're responsible because I'm not. And I, and that you have money. I don't, or that your opinion about politics should be important. (laughs) (laughs) And Casey, what we see, what we saw the last week, is not just that they're out of their minds, but the continual reminder of how stupid <laughs> they are. We saw this this past weekend when Luke Bryan, now that's a country singer, he's a superstar country act, had a show in Jacksonville. And he announced during the show that he was going to give all proceeds from the show to Hurricane Ian Relief. Very good. Nice job. Thank you, Luke. And then he introduces 
DeSantis. And DeSantis comes out <laughs> and starts throwing campaign hats into the audience. And then after the show, people were upset. Some people were upset on Twitter saying, why is he supporting DeSantis? And the Republicans said, he's not supporting DeSantis. He's just bringing him out to show support for the hurricane effort. It's an election year. It's <laughs> the people are voting. What do you think is going on here? He turned a, a concert into a campaign event. And then the right wing thought about it for a minute and said, well, what's the difference between that and when Dave Matthews played for John Fetterman at a John Fetterman campaign event? Well, think about it, genius. <laughs> it was a Fetterman campaign event which brought out Dave Matthews and Dave Matthews was advertised. Dave Matthews will be performing in support of John Fetterman at a John Fetterman campaign event. This was a Luke Bryan concert. And Luke Bryan has a song where he says, you should not be ashamed of who you love. And he brought out the governor who is telling people to be ashamed of who they love. So that's what your father's listening to on the radio, Casey. Oh, I know all about it, believe me. Uh, and the thing is, is that I don't think they're actually dumb. I think they're very smart. And it, that's what pisses me off the most. If these people are just, I mean, yes, the end clients at the end of the line, end user, end voter, maybe not, not you know, so bright. But at their level, I'm like, some of the stuff that, you know, they're coming out with these conspiracy things about, about uh, Pelosi's husband, like, you know, Oh, I know. Like it didn't happen or like, you know, well, we know he's normally hammered, but this is another level. Ha ha ha. All this guys. And I'm like, you can't possibly say that. I mean, you can't possibly think that's okay. And then I hear some of these politicians that talk about, you know, whatever Hillary Clinton running fucking baby clinics in the bottom of pizza shops. Like you have a fucking law degree. You can't possibly believe that. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they might not believe it. They might not believe, believe it, but the people who that's right to them the people who are contributing to them and and coming out to vote for them and that's what pisses me off i'm like i can't believe you will get on fox news you will get in front of america with a fucking straight face and tell these lies well america is all about anti-intellectualism the more you play dumb the more you reach the lower people and they're the one who like yeah they don't like if you sound smart they'll say look at you coming out there arrogant and all you have to be a moron you know that's why we don't have that many listeners on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> this year republican candidates aversion to any objective media coverage is more on full display than in previous elections as the campaign for pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate doug mastriano shows us just days left before the gubernatorial primary in the battleground of Pennsylvania. We arrive at Republican State Senator Doug Mastriano's campaign rally. Open to the public, the campaign had said CNN could come. To this event at an indoor hotel courtyard next to the pool, but at check-in. A volunteer says journalists are not welcome. Do you know why media isn't being allowed in? We're 
here because Mastriano is one of the leading contenders for the Republican nomination for governor. He's avoided nearly all independent press. The voters rely on reporters to understand their candidates. After the Mastriano campaign said that media wasn't allowed at their political rally, we rented a room from the hotel who gave us permission to record the event. <laughs> With a CNN producer registered as a guest in the crowd and us in a balcony, Mastriano took the stage, railing against abortion rights, COVID restrictions, and what he claims is Marxist ideology in public schools. Wow, any God-fearing, flag-waving, patriotic Americans in the house here? I would have loved to have just seen just a, a random couple in there while Mastriano's speaking, just you know, completely ignoring them and just like fucking right in that swimming pool. Honestly, that would have been that would have been perfect. But on a serious note, I mean, how does Doug Mastriano think he's going to take on the political establishment and beat them if he can't outsmart somebody getting a hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> he may be the Republican candidate that is even too extreme, too racist for the racist Republicans. I didn't think there was a bar. <laughs> I had to process that information. I'm like, there is a limit to racism. <laughs> uh, his anti-Semitism and racism is possibly even too extreme for the extremists. That's frightening. Yeah, but they've been voting more and more of these lunatic election deniers into office. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, if Herschel Walker gets elected, I'm moving to Ireland, okay? Because... Like, I can't believe that anybody would think you listen to the guy talk. No, he sounds he sounds just like he's being interviewed after the game or something in the old days. You know, well, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, things are pretty good. I can't believe the pimp thing. Like, dude, where did, like, did you go to school? Like, what, where did you, what was your deal? Like, I can't believe anybody would think that this guy is qualified to do anything except have illicit sex in hotel rooms. With women that aren't his wife. So, but Casey, what you see here, you make a good point. Democrats want to elect a thoughtful legislator who will review policy and come to an informed decision. Republicans want to elect a body, a vessel that will just go along with what anybody says. Yeah, they'll do whatever Meadows says. They'll do whatever McConnell says. They'll do whatever the former guy says. Yeah, and if that body has no sleeves, then forget about it. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate from Georgia, Herschel Walker, said that seventy percent of the drugs brought in from outside the U.S. go through Atlanta. That would explain why so many of my comedian and entertainer friends want to move there. <laughs> <laughs> it would also explain Nick DiPaolo's rants on his podcast. I always feel sorry for Herschel Walker's supporters because they never know if the next email asking for money is going to be for his campaign or his child support payments. I never understood people who complain about making child support payments. Hey, at least they're getting laid. There's just no <laughs> pleasing some people. Herschel Walker probably took Bill Cosby literally when he told his kids, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. <laughs> oh my God. In this clip, 
We get a look into Herschel Walker's mindset as he addresses the environmental concerns of his constituents. That he got rid of the pipeline. Get rid of the pipeline. Get rid of our energy. Start this downfall. Because we need energy for everything. Do y'all know that? And they were talking about the Green New Deal. You know, climate change. I'm going to help y'all with that real quickly. And I'm going to do it in the Wrightsville way so you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> we, in America, have some of the cleanest air and cleanest water of anybody in the world. So what we do is we're going to put from the Green New Deal millions or billions of dollars cleaning our good air up. So all of a sudden China and India ain't putting nothing in there cleaning that situation up. So all that bad air is still there. But since we don't control the air, our good air decided to float over to China, bad air. So when China gets our good air, their bad air got to move. So it moves over to our good air space. And now we got to clean that back up. I think the NFL could take that video and show it to their medical staff and say, look, this is why we need a stronger concussion protocol. I will note for the people not watching this, the aforementioned video feed that he didn't have a badge on. <laughs> Plain clones. So let me get this straight. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to follow Herschel's math on this. Okay? No, don't, don't, don't. Here, <laughs> okay. Gets pushed over here and all our good air gets pushed over there. Yeah. So like a, a giant fart that cloud. The, <laughs> that, the, that, the, that the world does not have a climate problem. Right. <laughs> because but, but the bad also, air comes from someplace else. So, you know, that's not our problem. Oh, okay. And people were laughing because they thought he was being making a joke about climate change. No, that's his. No, problem. that's what he believes. <laughs> I can imagine everybody in the crowds turning to each other and going, wait, we're supporting this guy, right? This isn't like a candidate's forum. Or... Hey, did you guys know we need energy for everything? Did you know that? I didn't know that, Casey. I was really glad uh, to find out from him. Yeah. We also need vitamin D, apparently. <laughs> and what was this? He says 70% of the drugs, what? 70% of the drugs, he said, uh, came through Atlanta. Oh, and that's according to his dealer? <laughs> oh. There are already signs of losing Republican candidates not being able to accept losing their elections. Candace Taylor, a candidate for the Republican primary for governor of Georgia, gives us a preview of what we can see in the event of a red mirage. Hey everybody. So I have good news. We are going to prove that we have more votes than were recorded. The 5% of the votes that we received on May 24th, we're going to we're going to prove that that is not true. We're going to prove it through our voters through the voice of the people being heard across Georgia. I'm going to need you to do an affidavit. 
I have a form created and it's like a, a pre form prefab form and you're gonna write your name in and you're gonna circle how you voted if it was early if it was on election day in person or if it was by absentee and we're gonna get it notarized and don't worry about getting it notarized don't be stressed about that okay? so you're gonna get notarized at a bank or a church or a grocery store or the post office if you don't know who can notarize it then you just reach out to the campaign via email and we will get someone to notarize it for you in your area and we're going to push this out to everybody in Georgia so anybody that you know voted for Candace Taylor in the governor race I need you to tell them about this I need you to print the form and give it to them and get it notarized and let them let them um, help them do it and I also need you to um, think about anybody you may have told, family, friends, your neighbor, your co-worker, your church. I want you to do that. I want you to go to them and say, hey, did you end up voting for Candace in the primary? I need you to do an affidavit and, and, and say that you voted for her because she's standing up to the establishment. And we're going to prove that she got hundreds of thousands of votes because we know she did. And we're not even going to have to do that many affidavits. Good thing about 3.4%. 41,000 votes, that's not going to be hard at all to beat, right, with real voters that actually voted. So they actually were trying to make me look stupid, and it's going to come back. back. We're going to have way more than that in affidavits to show that we have more votes than that. Now, is it out of line for me to go ahead and say that the way she was positioned on that couch, like, it, it, is it out of line for me to say that a woman can give off creeper vibes. <laughs> wait, wait. As a woman, I would. I believe there were plenty of creeper vibes. <laughs> we just, we just, we're gonna get affidavits and prove, prove that prove. you voted. What? Just get it notarized <laughs> at the grocery. They're all going to go down. They're all going to take the day off of work and spend thirty dollars to get their affidavit notarized. Yeah, seriously. I don't want to think though. It's not possible that she could look stupid though. Yeah, (laughs) no, no, it's not possible. Somebody else could make her look more stupid. Exactly. (laughs) Makes herself. That's 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 not possible. And if you don't know how to email, well. Our campaign is in the yeah, If you don't know how to email, you're probably not watching this Twitter video. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just their campaign platforms or their predictive post-election behavior that sees the Republican Party going off the deep end. In this video, Utah State Senate candidate Linda Paulson goes for the maximum cringe effect. Oh, no. Well, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. I tried to get another conservative to run. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police, the right to bear arms, and the right to free speech. I want less government, 
control and regulation want to stop and expose all political corruption where is integrity morality accountability government programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family as the fundamental unit of society but in schools they are pushing for new beliefs and just to clarify as a female adult i know what a woman is district 12 needs a choice let me be your voice linda paulson Linda Paulson for Senate. Wow. Who told her that rapping was a good idea? <laughs> for a white lady. Yeah. Well, here's, the, here, yeah here's the thing, Michelle. <laughs> the thing that cracks me up about that is that, is that this fucking video went through committee meetings. <laughs> like, Somebody like, came up and they were like, they wait, wait, listen. It's like Eminem. If he were in his 70s and a white woman in Utah, I'm telling you. <laughs> and it's like, I, that may be the first, like, quote unquote, rap video with all white people. Like, that's unheard of. Yeah, but uh, but what I, I think what happened is like her 14-year-old grandson said, <laughs> said, Grammy, I think you should do this. And then... Everyone else said, no, I don't think so. And she said, no, Tucker's pretty smart there. <laughs> we're gonna do, we're gonna do this. Then he I, walked I away laughing. <laughs> then he walked away laughing. I don't think this woman has a committee. Because like and, and nobody the thing is, Jeff, I, I think it would be more like her five-year-old grandson. <laughs> and the 14-year-old is like, oh Jesus Christ, that made me stop. She may not have a committee, but listen, this shit was on TV, right? So like even the, the, the TV ad people were like, Yeah, you want to rethink this? <laughs> you know, in her uh, lyrics, she was missing, will the rims real slim shady grab your handlebars? <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, what what rap video features as the main instrument a piano that sounds like the keys are still made of ivory? Because that was her grandson playing on on the keyboard. Because her her focus is integrity. It has to be real ivory. <laughs> it's an elephant. It's an elephant. Yeah, she shot the elephant. <laughs> yeah, that's what the second video she put out. <laughs> Michigan Republicans nominated a woman named Tudor Dixon to be their candidate for governor. That's ominous, as her first name is the same as the surname of the British royal family members who used to imprison and execute their political enemies. <laughs> it's also ominous that her first name is the same as the name of the estate in Maryland that produced John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> in this clip from a news conference, Tudor Dixon is asked about her definition of pornography which she is all too happy to explain. Do you define what pornographic means for you in terms of books and K-12 books? Do you, you need me to define pornographic? I no. mean, I can if you want me to. All right, so there's, there's two naked people, and they are acting out a sexual act. So in multiple different sexual acts, do you want me to send you some so you can see them? <laughs> it would be fine because I feel like it's, it would be a little awkward. We've got plenty to here to show you. Great, thank right, you. You can send me a list. <laughs> I just happen to have some right here you can look at. <laughs> She's wrong. She's a newbie. It doesn't only require two people. There's tons of solo out there. <laughs> That's right. If you really want, she's she's saying, 
I, I will share my YouPorn uh, password with you. Oh my god! I mean, I've worked on I've worked on political campaigns for ten years, and unless I miss that particular meeting, none of the campaigns has there been a staffer or a volunteer who's been assigned to collect porn and just send it out be ready to send it out i, I can send you some i can send you some no doubt casey no doubt this is the way that she said i can send you some now casey, there were children there again for the people not watching on yeah. the feed there were yeah. children standing next to her i was expecting her to make the remark um the famous line um i can't tell you what it is but i know it when i see it yes that, i was yeah they said that yes I was that's like, what that i was, expected that was yes. supreme court justice potter stewart well one thing i knew she wasn't going to talk about was like herschel walker how great the water is in america <laughs> i'm pretty sure that she wasn't going to talk about that hey just look at flint <laughs> you're originally from michigan i mean is this yes. part for the course for uh, most of the yeah, I'm from there. Michigan. I'm from the hickey redneck part of Michigan called Michigan. And I am telling you, <laughs> this is par for the course. And yeah, that, this like more like, you know, there are a few strokes under, but it's, uh, and, and sadly, what I'm concerned about is that, is that she might win based on the fact that people will find her better looking than Whitmer. You know, that's how shallow they are in Michigan. Okay. Like what was, which one should I vote for? Well, she's pretty cute. All right. Well, <laughs> Yeah, we're in big trouble. Right. We're in big trouble with that one. In order to become the Republican candidate for governor of Michigan, Tudor Dixon had to beat Garrett Soldano, whose only memorable act as a candidate was putting out this campaign piece on Twitter. I live back in the woods. Well, hi, progressive leftists. If your idea of a man is sitting around in your skinny jeans... Drinking your Starbucks grande peppermint mocha made with soy with whip, talking about how great Biden's economy is and how great Biden's student loan forgiveness plan is, then you keep being you. I'm going to be me, which is a God-fearing American who loves this country, who loves this flag, that just wants to get up every single day and do an honest day's work to provide for myself and for my family without the government getting involved. Remember that. <laughs> Wow. Wait a second. She beat that. I'm, I'm switching lost. sides now. That was great. I mean, a man showing wood. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've got a semi myself, I think. I mean, and you're not like you're not putting in a hard day's work. Like You took two swings with an axe, he missed. one piece of wood, and then you fucked off out of the camera frame. I mean, what is that? <laughs> And it's another Republican who wants the government to get out of their lives while he's being elected to work. Yeah. To the government. I was thinking the same. Yeah. I, irony, irony is a language they don't understand. <laughs> also, how big of a dickhead like is this guy that like hardcore Republican voters in Michigan looked at him and went, no. <laughs> But Meat is popular I, in the U.S., though. What, what impressed me is that he remembered my Starbucks order. 
Yeah, yeah. That was suspect. The way he just rattled it off like that. I mean, yeah. Like, Did he get yeah. yeah. He wants to judge. The government needs to get out of our lives, beginning with me. Well, he looks like he hangs out with little teenagers who orders lattes all the time. Yeah. Allegedly. For legal reasons. Allegedly. We have to say <laughs> this podcast gets enough shit. <laughs> let's not. Let's Did not you know Jeff's a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, wait, let's make sure we don't lie too much. This thing might get optioned by Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, Devin Kerr, and Casey McNeil. Nice. Before we go, my final thought. It was my pleasure to lead this panel discussion on what may very well be the final episode of this podcast before fascism puts its boot on the neck of democracy, thus rendering all critical thinking and therefore satire meaningless and entirely redundant. For what good is it making a remark about the head of a new fascistic American state when instead of a drunk heckle, the offending jokester is dragged to the gallows and hung in the presence of his fellow bunkmates in the new labor camps. They witness this knowing at least your execution will be a reprieve from their duties of cleaning out the porta johns of the various traveling MAGA rally circuses that show up near their encampments. There is a sign of hope. One day, they are promised by their overlords, they will be given a brush to scrub out the fecal remains of the rally attendees. Oh. But until then, we can think of the relatively happy times that we now have. We can still celebrate momentous occasions. For example, we can start celebrating No Shave November, which, in addition to helping raise awareness for prostate cancer, has the added benefit of a month of repose from your significant other saying you need to manscape. <laughs> it's also No Nut November, which must be very difficult if you're forced to get together with your relatives at Thanksgiving and you're really into incest. <laughs> Who says I can't make a lighthearted sentiment out of a potentially gloomy future for this country? That's right, everyone. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Eisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Devine Kerr, and guest Casey McNeil. Theme music composed and arranged by your own Vanden Heurich. Executive producers Tom Myers. Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run. 
where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. An Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.